Please listen carefully. And now, live from the aquarium in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions podcast, featuring a couple of American Gladiator disqualifiers, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions podcast, Kevin over here, Mikey over here, and today we continue our series called Head of the Class. Head of the Class. So... What we decided to do, we did a little fun exercise. I have the old Dungeons & Dragons rule cyclopedia, and it has, I noticed in it that the character classes are super basic. Mm-hmm. It's literally just magic user, cleric, fighter, thief, and then dwarf, elf, halfling. That's all it. The, yeah, all the originals. No, no must, no fuss. So we thought it'd be fun to build parties with fictional characters throughout the history of fiction and Books, movies, yep, anything. All of pop culture. And build our party with one of each of these classes. Sort of build our own dream team kind of thing. So we each picked our top three of <laughs> each class. And our last episode was Magic Users. And today we're talking about... Fighters! Fighters. Punch, punch, kick, kick. So in Dungeons & Dragons, basic, the rule cyclopedia, the main attribute... Or a tribute? Yeah, we gotta we gotta lay the ground rules. How are we defining our fighters? The main do you say attribute or attribute? Attribute. I say attribute too. I attribute it to my education though. <laughs> the main attribute of fighters is strength. So their ability to fight is what makes them a fighter. I like <laughs> it. So and they really don't have any powers at all. Mm-hmm. So that was one of those paladins and avengers can technically turn undead, but not as well as clerics even. Paladins and Avengers being like denominations of fighters? Yeah. Okay. And paladins are like the holy fighter. Holy That's fighter. why they give them turning undead. Avengers are, I'm not really sure. I just read it the other day looking through the book, and <laughs> I never played one before. But We'll have to, maybe it'll be something for the future. Paladins are real popular, though. I've known a lot of people who've played paladins. So so like a cleric is a, is a faith wizard. A paladin's more like a faith fighter kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. It is. But we basically stayed away from any... Fighters that have any supernatural or superpowers. Yep, that, we had to narrow down because it was, it was hard. Actually, hard. Yep. It was actually really hard because there's a like we couldn't put Buffy the Vampire Slayer on there because she she's has, chosen. Yeah, she's supernatural, so it's real interesting. So couldn't put all the superheroes on there because they had powers or manipulation. But no capes, no soups. So for I'll go first. Let's do it. We 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 flip the coin. <laughs> <laughs> and so my number three fighter is the classic. I always start with these classes. Last time I started with Merlin. That's true. This is almost an archetype. Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian. That is that is one of the classics. When I think of fighter, he's one of the first ones that pop into my head. So there's a whole lot of versions of Conan. Or Conan? Conan? That's another <laughs> word. An attribute, attribute, Conan, Conan. Are you, are you talking about a talk show host or a barbarian? Because I think that's the only difference. I, I love the talk show host, that's for sure. But we're talking the fighter. We're talking the fighter. So he started in literal Pulp Fiction. A lot of people thought it was common, but it was Pulp Fiction. Yep. In 1932, his first story was published in a book called Weird Tales, and Robert E. Howard is the writer who created Robert E. Conan Howard. Conan the Barbarian. He's one of the all-time greats. He did a lot of good stuff. 
So my Conan's kind of a, an amalgam of all from from the original 32 okay. appearance up until Arnold Schwarzenegger with the, an iconic performance yeah. as Conan. Kind of squish them all together, and that's <laughs> the Conan I'm thinking of. Because really, believe it or not, the movie didn't do that bad of a job of representing the character yeah, I mean, of Conan I, the Barbarian. My, the movie is how I know Conan, being the millennial, I guess, but that is my exposure to Conan, and it is an enjoyable movie. It's got all the legend and the lore, if it's not, I guess, 100% faithful to the Robert E. Howard stuff, but... Conan's a little, in the books, he's a little more in, intelligent. And not that I don't think Conan in the movie is intelligent. I think that Schwarzenegger's accent was just so thick. That it, that is that the. It makes him seem kind of. Yep. But, it, but it, I, it adds to the mythos of Conan, I think. That is, but it was the hurdle of the movie is that his accent was really thick and he couldn't do his lines really well. So as a result, <laughs> they didn't give him much dialogue and made him seem more mysterious and brooding. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, but uh, basically, it stays the same between this. The comics, Conan's been in Marvel, I think, since the 70s. Okay. And basically, the whole deal is Conan the Barbarian is a Sumerian, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. C-I-M-M-E-R-I-N. I I guess I say Sumerian. I always want to say cinnamon, but that's not right. (laughs) And... Basically, through most of he's born on the he was literally born on a battlefield, the <laughs> son of a blacksmith, <laughs> and he was a respected warrior by the time he was fifteen years old. Yep, um, he's just and he's one of those fun. The less armor he has on, the more protected <laughs> he is. It's just all him. He doesn't need any real boost or extra equipment. But whichever Conan you use, he's the greatest warrior known. In his home country of Samaria. Uh-huh. I keep on saying Samaria. Like Samaria. Samaria. Weird. Samaria? Samaria. No, Samaria is a real place. <laughs> but, you know, he's just that rugged and powerful. And yep. they're kind of the noble savages. And he's the best one. And he's a master swordsman. That sword. That and that's the thing. Because he's by in the mo- steel. In the movie. But yeah, by the steel. There you go. So... You'd think you don't. I would have put him up higher. This is the the one hitch with Conan. He's the like, he is the classic. He's one of the archetypes. Of the it's hard to, yeah, he's huge. But it's the, hard to beat Arnold. The, the the one thing is that for some reason when I'm building these parties, I'm thinking that I don't know what character I am, but I'm in there. Yes, as the leader. Well, you're putting together this party, so <laughs> you're the GM. You're the you're the Nick Fury of the group. You're like, all right, here's how it's gonna go. And the thing about Conan. Is that anytime, especially in the books, anytime he joins a, a group because he's joined Pyres, he's had so many adventures. Yep. He ends up killing the leader <laughs> and taking it over. That's kind of, he's alpha. He, yeah. He's I mean, ultimate alpha. He's on a quest to be the greatest warrior. And just by that process alone, he has to get rid of all other warriors, I guess. <laughs> so it might get sketchy having him in a party. Yeah, maybe not much of a team player. Good as a fighter on the own, but you know, on his own. But when you get him on a squad, it's like, uh, watch out for the crazy Sumerian. Yeah, there's. <laughs> so that's my number three. What do you got? Uh, we'll start it off. Mine. I, I don't, if we pitted them against each other, it'd be, it probably wouldn't be a fair contest. But mine, my first pick for my party, or my third pick, I don't know, depending on the order we're going. <laughs> Uh, is Casey Jones from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> from the Ninja Turtles. The guy who fights with a hockey stick? The guy that fights with a hockey stick. Or as Michelangelo refers to him as he fir- the first time he sees him in the movie, he says, hey, it's Wayne Gretzky on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> See, you laugh, but I'm going to break it down. Here's why Casey Jones is on my team. I'm laughing at the, 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 the that you had that <laughs> quote right there on your... 
It's it's Casey Jones. Oh, I love that movie. 90s Turtles. They had the turtle suit. It was all like animatronics and stunt guys and real karate. Uh, it, it, that's that's my classic as far as fighting and well, they're mutants, so they can't really count. But Casey Jones is the human among the mutants. Mm-hmm. A point in his favor. He doesn't really freak out. He's in New York. He's like, giant turtles. All right, I guess this is what we're doing. I'm on your side now. But he's a New Yorker. He's a meathead. He's a good old, like, he knows where to get a slice. He knows where to get a cup of joe. And he knows how to crack some skulls. So, like, that's kind of the guy I want on my team. As far as Casey Jones, the fighter goes, he does wear a hockey mask. That is part of his uh, part of his costume, part of his appearance. Mm-hmm. I think it works in his favor, kind of like the slasher movie Bad Guys. He's like this hulking figure that just wears a creepy mask. And you're like, are you stable, unstable? Not really sure. And if you go back and look at some of the origin histories of Casey Jones, Mm -hmm. some writers have made him, like, the reason he is the way he is, is it like, freaky, weird hockey dude, Mm -hmm. is because he was beaten within an inch of his life and actually suffered brain damage. So now he has the urge to be angry and fight, but it's somehow tempered by being vigilante justice and only doing it (laughs) towards bad guys. So he knows he's crazy. He knows he's, like, homicidal and (laughs) rage-filled. But he still lives by a code, <laughs> which is probably why he's your three. Because uh-huh. I mean, he can fight, but yep. oh my goodness, yeah, would be interesting in the party though. Yeah, what's funny is in the movie he does use a hockey stick, but as far as as his lore goes, he's good with all sporting equipment. He uses <laughs> bats, golf clubs, cricket bats, hockey sticks, you name it. He probably knows how to use it. Which, just to I guess argue for it, if he knows how to do so much damage with sports equipment. Imagine if you put real weapons in his hand. Like, <laughs> instead of a hockey stick, he has a scimitar. Or instead of a baseball bat, he has a mace. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, we just upgraded him. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> but he's always got a joke. He's always got a one-liner. He's got a zinger. Yeah, Casey Jones will fit right in on my team. He's he's a, he's one of the good ones. That's that's terrific. Can you tell that a couple guys from New Hampshire wrote this when they have a hockey playing? <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, yeah, because Ninja Turtle started off as that old, old, old black and white comic book, right? It did, and I grew up in New Hampshire, and I saw some of those in the wild in no the early way. days when they existed, and I feel dumb for not buying them because they would probably be worth a lot oh, that, of money that's right one now. of those nerds woulda, coulda, shoulda. It's like, I saw that, I could have. I, like, I was like 12, so <laughs> wasn't, I probably didn't even have the pocket change to do it. Casey Jones was in there, so hey, you, you would have seen him and been like, wow, this guy is such a great fighter. So I started off with classic fantasy. You go is to comic books, I guess that, yeah. that's what it'd be. And mine's kind of, and movies. Yep. Mine next one is comic books and movies too. Let's do it. So I was racking my brain like, Mikey and I said this was kind of hard to find fighters that didn't have any powers. Yes. I was, And you want to go straight to comic books and mm-hmm. they're all super heroes in some way they're all yeah sort and of amplified somehow i love the mcu and i'm thinking and one of my one of our friends mutual friends was like black widow doesn't have any powers that's true but it's not true it isn't well she yeah does. we thought it was was true at the moment but then looking into it we did some research and she has some biotech enhancements where she's unaging and and it's almost like a weak super soldier serum that they put into her. Yep, just like Captain America kind of got a little bit. Right. So she does have powers. But Not there is one Avenger who has no powers at all. The human among the beasts. And his name is Clint Barton. Clint Barton, also known as... Hawkeye. Oh, hell yeah. So... <laughs> 
Hawkeye is your pick for your team. I got it. Hawkeye has no powers, but he does have a great scarf and beret collection. (laughs) (laughs) And he can open pickle jars for you. (laughs) That's a Tonight Show reference. If you haven't seen, have you seen the Tonight Show where Jeremy Renner sings about having no powers as Hawkeye? He sings it as, as a lovely piano ballad, though. That, that guy goes the extra mile. He commits to that. That's awesome. So uh, <laughs> he's fun in the he's ver- he's different in the MCU and the comics. Okay, but there are similarities. Yep. In the comics, he has the the classic circus background, kind of like Robin does in Batman. And we could have chose Robin. Too. There you go. You could have chose Batman. That that really that would have been my argument. Batman is technically one of those heroes that doesn't have powers. He just has the, strength. But. The, Problem with Batman, and the reason why he doesn't show up on my list, spoiler alert for it later, <laughs> is that Batman does not work well in a team. If you've ever seen any Justice League stuff, even the cartoon from when I was a <laughs> kid, he just doesn't. All he does is butt heads with Superman. Who's in charge, Batman or Superman? Yep. It, he's usually kind of a jerk. He's, he's, he's kind of a jerk. He he works best alone or with Robin, and the only reason he works well with Robin is because he can boss him around because he's <laughs> like a kid. He's an underling. Not so an equal. I love Batman, but that Batman usually has a contingency plan for everybody he works with, and that's kind of sketchy. Be like, dude, <laughs> I I know that we're working together, but you got a plan to off me too. Yeah, uh, crazy. So we'll leave him aside. Yes. So Hawkeye, Hawkeye, he's an archer, duh, duh, <laughs> with his trick arrows, and he. But he's actually he can pretty much turn any object into a weapon. That's kind of like his training and everything. Oh, okay, he's. He's really the peak human. He's as peak as a human as you can get <laughs> without having any superpowers. There you go. And, and that's all through just dedication and training. That's that's nuts. Yeah, and it's really funny cuz in the in the comic books, he falls in love a lot. <laughs> like he had a thing with Black Widow and a thing with Scarlet Witch and yeah. all this kind of stuff. But in the MCU, he's like a family man. <laughs> So. They, they had to make the writing a little easier. There yeah. can only be one playboy, and I think Robert Downey Jr. sort of has the lock on that one. So the MCU one's good. He's a fan, he's a loyal guy. He's a family man. Who wouldn't you want to? He's a loyal guy. There you go. He's a family man. You can trust him. And especially, most recently in the comics, dude follows orders. He killed Bruce Banner. Uh-oh. What? <laughs> he killed Bruce Banner? Wait. The weakest Avenger killed the strongest Avenger. What? Why? How? Okay. So Bruce Banner was apparently experimenting on himself to try and keep the Hulk in, uh, and okay. it was working. And he was afraid he was going to Hulk back out yep. at some point. So he met with Hawkeye and gave him a special arrow <laughs> that would kill him if he started to Hulk out. A special Hulk arrow. Yeah, it was That's a special anti-Hulk arrow. That's awesome. So he basically was like, if you see me hulking out, do it. Uh-huh. And Clint Barton objected at first, and then he's like, all right, dude. That's so no hesitation, and there's a whole scene where everyone's together, and and Captain Marvel's there, and yep. and, and Banner's getting angry, yep. and everyone's kind of like, uh-oh, and then fuck, <laughs> just from the woods, no one knew where he was, <laughs> right in the brainstem. There you go. Gone. Right on target. Hawkeye can't miss. He can't miss. He can't. So th- that's following orders right there. That right there that's a, yep. is they, they put him on trial. They had a whole like trial of Hawkeye <laughs> th- series. Real interesting. I, I hadn't heard that story. I'm going to go check that out for sure. Yeah, it's the latest, latest lore. 
Now that's how it does does what needs to be done. That's what you want in a team player for sure. So he gives he gives the party the ranged combat you need. Yep. He's got the loyalty you need. I like it. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. There there was a recent they did a graphic novel series. I think it was Matt Fraction and David Aja that did one recently. Mm-hmm. And it sort of ties into the Hawkeye from the movies where he's snarky and funny, but also sort of like that schmo guy and always never misses. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the best comic books, I think, just illustrative and story-wise I've read in a long, long time. So I'm, I'm with you on the Hawkeye. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. But my, guy is gonna, my next guy is going to come along and probably tell him he's a pretty boy and <laughs> yell at him and maybe make some faces at him and just sneer at him in general. Because my next fighter that's coming into the ring is Sandor Clegane, also known as the, the Hound. Hound. The Hound from Game of Thrones. Dude is a beast in name and face and abilities. We're going to be spoiling Game of Thrones, I guess, for me, because I'm talking about the show and the movie, and we're sort of just incorporating all of the events that have happened. So if you mm. haven't caught up in the... What's wrong with you yeah. if you haven't caught up on Game of Thrones? <laughs> You've had a nice long break before the season comes back, so if you're not cut up, that's on you. But the Hound, talk about a redemption arc. Talk about a fighter that's flawed and tragic. Uh, I'll point it out right now just because I thought of it while we were doing the Halloween stuff, but there's a lot of similarities between Frankenstein and the Hound. Oh, it's true. They're both tragic characters. They both hate fire. I know that much. (laughs) That was the main thing. Like that's both their weaknesses is a, a <laughs> big aversion to fire, and that's really the only thing that can stop them. And that's true for the Hound and Frankenstein. Uh, but uh, the Frankenstein likes you know hanging out with with little children and innocence. And <laughs> the Hound does the same thing. The only the only time the Hound is really nice is when he's protecting like those that are weaker and younger and sort of at the mercy of the world. Mm-hmm. Because even though the Hound is a for those that haven't seen Game of Thrones, the Hound is this giant hulking sword bearing just, if he accepted the title of knightdom, which he never does because he hates it, but if he was, he'd be the ultimate knight. He's mm-hmm. huge. The only person bigger than him is his brother who has the bigger na- nickname, the Mountain. Mm-hmm. But he's got a mutilated face that was given to him by his brother who held him over a fire. He just said, I don't like you. You're playing with my toy. I'm going to hold your face in a fire. Uh, That's hardcore. <laughs> so he survived that as a child. The Hound took up training in battle, learned how to use a sword, gutted his first dude at 12. So he's kind of got that Conan sort of upbringing, Uh, you know? But at the same time, it's weird because in Game of Thrones and stuff, there is the whole code of chivalry and knightdom, at least. That's where most people come come up through the ranks in the world. Every time knightdom comes up for the Hound, he's like, I'm not a sir, don't call me a sir, I'm not a knight. And he hates knights, but he still does good. He kills, but only when it's like legally allowed or ordered or requested by whoever's in charge. So he's a loyal man. He gets things done, and then he almost dies. Like he's not infallible. He does. Mm-hmm. He does. He's one of those persistent fighters. He's not. May not be the best, and he does get knocked down, and eventually, you know, he gets wounded in the series. But he he always tries to persist and keep to his job and protect those he promises to protect or. At least collect the money he's sworn to collect. <laughs> it's, he's a little bit mercenary, but a lot still has a lot of chivalry too. He's an interesting, complicated character for sure. Oh, and and he's going through redemption right now in the show. A little less so than the, in the books, but the show's taking him on a little bit of a deeper turn. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how it turns out. Yeah, I am too. 
So <laughs> I'm going to checkmate you with someone who can kick his butt. Yep, I, did, I, did, I didn't want to tie into it too much until we got there. <laughs> but my, my number one is Brienne of Tarth. Dun, dun, dun. Now, Brienne is such a good character in the books even. Yes. But Gwendolyn Christie knocks it out of the park. Oh, yes. She takes a solid book character and turns it up to 11. It's an amazing, rightly so, she's been nominated and won awards for this. Oh, I didn't know she won awards. That's awesome. So, Brienne of Tarth. Loyal to a fault, and and, and all you get to do is be nice to her, <laughs> basically. That's true, yep. You show her, show her a little kindness, and she she's on your side. But, I mean... Brienne's as close as you get to a paladin without being a paladin. Oh, okay. Really. That makes sense. Uh, honest, straightforward, determined. And it's the, the character's really fun. Do you know the backstory about how? So, lay it on me. So, she was always, they ironically, or mocking, mockingly, not ironically, yep. they mockingly call her Brienne the Beauty. Ah, yes. Because she's tall and ungainly and. Looks like a dude with chick hair yeah. and chick eyes. So uh, her father was always trying to betroth her off. Okay. And the first couple times when really one of the times was just the guy showed up and was like, no, and, like, <laughs> and, and left. It was, it's really, it's really nasty. Oh, poor Brienne. And so in the books, uh, I, I went through and looked back at some of the scenes from the show mm-hmm. to see if they mentioned this. I couldn't find it in there. It might be in there if you're a big Game of Thrones head. That, <laughs> correct uh, us and let us correct know. us and let us know. But in the book, her final betrothal was to this guy named Sir Humphrey, Sir Humphrey Wagstaff. Such a good <laughs> name. And it was when she was sixteen years old, and he actually agreed, "I'll marry her, uh-huh. but she has to be womanly ah, and, she, yeah. and wear you know wear a dress and and be because she was she wasn't she being, wasn't being that at the time and <laughs> act like a proper woman there you go what it said and she said i'll accept that only from someone who can best me in combat <laughs> she said that to her future husband yeah <laughs> so that's baller they fought and he <laughs> and she kicked his butt hell yeah he ended up with three broken bones oh and a broken betrothal yep <laughs> <laughs> Is that not great? That hey, that that's that's standing up for who she believes she is as a person and her principles and yep. But and they do they do talk about this a little bit in the no a lot of it actually in the show and because Renly Baratheon who she ended up she basically was in love with him yep. because he was night he wasn't an, a dinkus to her. <laughs> Can we say that? Is that an okay thing to say? I, I think so. <laughs> and. Uh, that's why she was basically in love with this guy, that unrequited love. Yep. But it was also her commander, and so she had a sense of duty and honor and to that loyal, as well. Loyal to the end. That's the thing. Once she sets her mind on protection, yep. and that's how she ended up beating your number two, Yeah, is because it was, you know, one of the Stark girls was there, and she was, <laughs> I've been sworn to protect and, and my fighter got bested by your fighter. I'm telling you though, that I rewatched that fight yesterday. That is a sick. Whoever choreographed that, I'm, yeah. she beat him with a rock. Yep, and they're <laughs> headbutting each other and like was, going at it on the ground. And was, then it only ends because she throws him off a cliff. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, brutal. technically the hound lost, but I think just as a showcase for both of my fighters, I think hey, that's part of the highlight reel. I think that it was part of the highlight. Reel. I think all that was. 
I don't think either. I th- I think that both of them are probably equal. Yeah. As fighters, I think she's just a little tactically smarter. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because I noticed that as soon as they started fighting, she went and took the high ground, uh-huh. which we know from Obi Wan is <laughs> what you need to do. That is and, key. And, and then throughout, <laughs> I, she kind of maneuvered him over to that cliff. I think is what happened. That's I true. I think she's just tactically this is better than. It, I mean, the and like. She does seem to outsmart a lot of people more than just the Hound. I mean, she gets the best of Jamie Lannister. She gets mm-hmm. I mean, one-handed Jamie Lannister, but still. So that's my number one. Anyone who loses their sword and then just ends up beating you with a rock. Oh, there you go. And that's uh, yeah. And a point for Brienne. She she gets her man at the end. I mean, mm-hmm. she wanted revenge for Renly through three seasons of that mm-hmm. show, and then she finally gets it, and she's like, "Yep, this is happening." <laughs> Stab. <laughs> That's <laughs> greatness. Oh, it is great. So that's my that's the top one I want in my party, Brianna Tarth. So then I'll, I'll round it out with my last party member. We'll go with my classic to match your Conan. Maybe we could have balanced these out a little better. Still don't know how they would fare, but because my last fighter doesn't use weapons. No. Doesn't have armor. No. Just determination and brute strength, and that is Rocky Balboa. <laughs> Rocky. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Rocky Balboa. I think I'm on a theme with people like dudes that are just don't give any sort of guff or take guff from anybody. (laughs) Yeah, Rocky Balboa, the Southpaw from Jersey. If you don't know who I'm talking about, you're a crazy person and you need to go watch Rocky at least one through four. Um, I am taking Rocky as a whole in my fighter because he has has had a long career. But I'm basically like you were taking the essence of Conan. I'm taking the essence of Rocky Balboa. Mm who is loosely based on the real person of Rocky Marciano, the boxer. Loosely. Yeah, loosely. <laughs> but even still, if you take that as inspiration, Rocky Marciano was a heavyweight champion for five years, something like that, One of the, considered one of the best fighters. The thing I like about... <laughs> the, Rocky's out there, but the thing I like about yeah. you picking Rocky is, what is that in in our gaming circles, in our D&D circles, the fighter is often called... The tank. The tank. Like, we need a tank. Yep. When you're making your party yep. and you're figuring out who's going to play what, they'll say, we need a tank. Uh-huh. If anyone is a tank, yep. Rocky's a tank. Rocky goes 15 rounds every time he goes somewhere, and he falls down, but he always <laughs> gets back up. Doesn't know how to use a sword. Probably knows how to use a gun. I mean, he works for a loan shark, all that kind of stuff. He's, he's a city boy. But he his... His weapons are his guns, his natural guns, his God-given guns, and that's his left and right arm. Ugh. He can, he's, he trains in a meat locker. He <laughs> punches carcasses. <laughs> he eats raw eggs. Um, he's faced Mr. T in one. He's faced Hulk Hogan in one. He's faced Ivan Drago. No, I, Dolph- I would break I you. I must break you. He's, he, through the power of his fist, ended the Cold War. <laughs> so as far as achievements for a fighter... I don't know how many fighters can list ending a <laughs> war between two superpowers through the <laughs> strength of his fist. How many they can add? How many people can add that to their checklist? Listen, you put you put some gauntlets on Rocky, yep. and let him go after. I'd let him fight some orc chief in a cave that we came across with a couple <laughs> of gauntlets on. That'd be crazy, man. And Rocky's loyal. Rocky's had people die around him. He's had people die through sort of his direct and indirect actions. And that just, for, it's like the Hulk, you make him mad, and he just goes and goes and goes. He's like, no, Adrian Apollo, Mickey, 
I know the, the he's, that's one of the the more you hit him, the more powerful he gets. It's true. They've guys, yeah, and it's probably just because he's from Philly. It doesn't have anything to do with his boxing skill. He's like, what? You hit me? No, I'm gonna hit you. Yeah, oh the Italian gosh. stallion, of course. Oh gosh, he has a heart, but he fights like a goddamn ape. That's a direct <laughs> quote from Mickey. I'll take it. <laughs> that is. Awesome. I think we got some good teams rounded out for our fighters. Uh, this is a this is a crazy one. We've got some sword fighters. I've got some crazy athlete ex athletes. It's that's that's awesome. So so well we're gonna keep going through this. Yes. Uh, we're gonna keep doing pods about this, and at the end we're gonna build the parties. <laughs> so you get to see what so. So far, my party is uh, Neville Longbottom and Brienne of Tar. There you go. Which is yep. it's fun. Mine is Rocky and Willow from Buffy so far, I think. <laughs> well, no, Harry Dresden. Rocky and Harry Dresden. That's a pretty good team up, too. <laughs> we'll have to do an ultimate team at the end, like pick the, the picks ultimate. out of the picks. And, and then and then we'll let people decide who who's, has, whose team is going to win. Oh, that would be hilarious. We'll pit, them, pit them against each other. I do have to give a quick shout-out to Jackie Chan. You were on my list until we ruled that Kung Fu didn't apply to fighters. I love you, Jackie Chan. <laughs> no dishonor. Yeah, that would be more of the mystic class, the yep. monk class, which comes in later. Heck yeah. And again, don't don't get mad. This is about Batman. We know Batman has no powers, but <laughs> he does not work good in groups. I'm telling you, people. He's a jerk. Look at that chin. <laughs> you can tell he's a jerk. He's got jerk chin. So we want to thank you guys for listening to the Assuming Physicians podcast. Yep. You can find us on all the social medias at Assuming Pod. Uh, you can email us, assumingpositions at gmail.com. So you're usually gmailing us. Yep. Come you fight can, us digitally. <laughs> come fight us digitally. Let us know who you want in your party as a fighter. Let us know how mad you are that we didn't put Batman in there. <laughs> Let us know what we got wrong on Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we want to thank Jazzer for our music. We want to thank that guy for doing our voiceover work. And we want to thank you for listening. Pow, pow, pow. Tell me my make noises. <laughs>